0: Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing the first book and author Andrea Beauchard's Shenandoah Valley Saga, A Thousand Shall Fall. In the autumn of 1864, spirited Carrie Ann Bell is searching for her runaway sister in the heart of Virginia's Shenandoah Valley. Disguised as a Yankee soldier, she stumbles into a skirmish near Front Royal, and instead of her sister, she finds trouble. Colonel Peyton Collier of the Union Cavalry Division arrests her for impersonating an officer, but protects her from worse consequences soon the southern girl finds herself drawn to the yankee horseman discovering that her foe has become her ally and more than that someone she could love but carrie has promised to keep a dark secret never suspecting that her silence might threaten the life of the gallant colonel who holds her and her heart captive so We've talked about this a little bit, but this is not our typical go-to type of series. So what was your first impression when reading A Thousand Shall Fall?
1: I mean, it was interesting because she used, like, mixed real events and real people into it and stuff. But it is farther back. If it's not something that really interests you, because it's a lot about war, Mm -hmm. then sometimes it can be hard to get into.
2: Yeah, it was hard for me at first to get past the initial like, you know, war, the scenes and to try to figure out, okay, where is this going? Because it kind of felt like a history lesson, but which is good. I mean, she did her research Mm -hmm. and then all that is really good. But it just took me a minute to get to the, you know, the love story that I like. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. We all like our love story. I also, I got struggled to get pulled into it, although I did like the little snippets of like diaries and communication between generals i liked it it was just at the end it seemed like at a chapter and then you would go into the next so you could easily skip that stuff i did think once i got past the halfway point of the book then it was easier to like stick with it
2: yeah Mm -hmm. once i got through that i feel like then even book two and three went a lot faster Mm -hmm. because you knew what was going on at that point right so what were your thoughts on our hero Peyton?
0: Prince Charming? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is hilarious <laughs> because I thought the same thing. I, I wrote down on my notes that he had a gallant Prince Charming characteristic that I enjoyed. You really he did. It felt like Cinderella's Prince Charming, didn't it? Yeah.
2: I think that was what he wanted he liked the saving people aspect of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially his and Carrie's relationship.
0: I love the damsel in distress stuff, though, so. (laughs) What were your thoughts on Carrie? Stubborn. Very stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Determined. Yeah. 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 I, I wrote down that I enjoyed Carrie's bravery and willingness to risk it all to bring her sister home. Yes. I mean, she really was risking her life to go after her sister but I did say that she had a stubborn streak that could be frustrating at times. Yes. yes. And I do think she does a great job of fitting in no matter what level of society she finds herself in. Because remember, she really came, well, they were farmers. And then when the house burnt down, I right. had to take refuge at the tavern and work basically like indentured servants there. And now Peyton's family's got money Galore, And she seems to just fit right in with his aunt and. Um, very,
2: very adaptable. Yeah. Yes. She's got to survive no matter what. Mm-hmm. Especially with the family that she came from, like how she yeah. was treated. hmm And I think she realizes that it could, or I think she feels like it'll all go away, like in a snap of a finger too. Yeah. With everything.
0: hmm So if you were in Carrie's position, would you have risked your life like she did to find your little sister? Knowing that her little sister chose to run away with that peddler. Right. So if you were in her position, would you have done that?
1: I don't know because it was dangerous. so dangerous that she could have lost her life too. And she had no idea like where she went. And she's going on foot. You know, she didn't even have a horse. So, I mean,
0: but then, like, what her mom said to her. Oh, yeah. She couldn't come back unless she brought her sister.
2: Yes, so. And she really didn't have a choice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But then, do you want to go back there when you think about how sleazy that tavern owner was and he made them all stay in, like, one room and. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't want to leave my
1: family. Like, she left it... There was another sister and her mom, like... But they didn't get along. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It w- it would be a tough call. Because yeah. even if you did find your younger sister, could she... Would she willingly come back, or... Right. Did you just waste the whole trip?
0: I think I would have, but I would have been scared to death. Yeah. Like, the fact that she had to impersonate an officer to be able to... And she wasn't even... She was trying to like skirt all of their battles, but then she got thrown right in the middle. Yeah. I like to think I have nerves of steel. Like, yeah, I could go in and do that. But in all reality, I'm sweating bullets. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And I don't think I could leave her. I don't think I could let my little sister go off like that. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, I know it was her choice, but she was also... 15, 14. She was young. Yeah. Her
1: little sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in my head, I would be tortured by all the terrible things that could be happening to her. Right. So.
2: Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she, she, like you said, she chose, but then I don't think Carrie really had a choice. I think it, she had to pick the lesser of the two evils. And what, her, what her mom said, she yeah. had to go. So,
0: yeah, I can see that. So, Joshua Blevins, he plays Carrie's childhood best friend and villain in this story. What are your thoughts on him?
1: Like all of them, he picked a side that he believed in, and then he ended up hurting her. But he, in my opinion, he also still protected her. You know what I'm saying? Like, that he, I mean, in the end, when his he, back's against the wall, yeah. But like, Like, when Carrie asked him, can you find my sister, like, Sarah Jane, Mm -hmm. you know, he went through with that, and, like, they still tried to help each other, but I don't know. I mean, he's, he's like, he believes in one cause, and mm -hmm. he's fighting for something that
0: he believes in. He's on the Confederate side. side She says she's an independent thinker. She doesn't take either either side. side. But I didn't like the way he always treated her either. No, like, I didn't I mean, either. He, I was like, if you think of her as a little sister. He didn't treat her well. No. no. I really questioned whether he was a true friend or not. just Because he didn't treat her well. He didn't treat her well until he absolutely had to. Yes. Yeah. And then he stepped in and he wasn't even like, I wouldn't say treating her well. It was just like, let me do a little bit of protecting so you don't get hurt here. But it was always to his advantage as well, right. don't you think? But I mean, I did,
1: yes, but I did like how he did find Sarah Jane and mm-hmm. he did pay
0: mm-hmm. for her care. I mean, he didn't have to do that. Which surprised me because he, her other sister that's back at the tavern, he yeah, did like was, let that other guy that he was with, I can't remember that guy's name, but like. Roddingham? Yeah, get handsy with her and everything. And she said, would you stop your friend from doing that to my sister? And he was like, no. Right.
1: And also how his family and him didn't take them in and help them once their house burnt either. Like, nobody would. Yeah. Because of the mom. And that's sad, too, in a town. I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you guys were really good friends and the family was, didn't even help them. Yeah. You knew what was going on.
2: He always just seemed to pop up right in those... Weird moments, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Kind of irked me a little bit, like almost too perfect.
0: Yeah, like when he popped up when Peyton was sending her to his aunt to get her out. And here it's uh, Joshua and his friend that are in, like they're spies. Mm -hmm. So, and they're the ones that are taking her. I was like, I would have told Peyton right away. Yeah. I know, because she had a look on her face,
1: so he had feeling something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And what was it, General Sheridan? Yeah. He, pat, he said, oh, yeah, they're good. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? Either they were really good at acting out, or you're processing, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would have said something, because... Because I wouldn't have felt safe, because she ended up, it was just the two of them escorting her mm-hmm. all the way back, and she already knew that the other one was sleazy. Yeah. I wouldn't have felt safe and I don't care. I guess that's a selfish piece to me. It comes to my safety. I don't care if you've said you're my best friend all the way through childhood. You are spying on that Tiffany. I know. I know. And I'm like, and you're about to take me and I don't think you're going to protect me from your sleazy friend. So yeah, yeah. got to protect our virtue. Right.
2: (laughs) It's true. It's true.
0: We are going to take a brief pause to hear a word from our sponsor, LiteraryScape. If you would like to become a sponsor of the show, contact us at LiteraryScape at LiteraryScape.com. <laughs> Hi everyone. I wanted to take a moment to share a little bit about Literary Escape. Many of you know me as the host for the Literary Escape Book Club podcast. What you may not know is that Literary Escape was started by my husband and I to sell the first book I published, Love's Fairy Tale. Since then, we have worked on expanding the items we offer on our online store, which led to the development of the Literary Escape Book Club podcast. Today, we not only sell my book, but we also sell most of the books that are discussed on the podcast. In addition, we have bookmarks, lanyards, and journals. Our store continues to grow, and we are looking forward to adding some exciting new products in the near future. Your purchases help us continue to support the podcast and to add new products to our store. Think of LiteraryScape as an online mom-and-pop bookstore. We look forward to serving you by bringing you quality literature and products. Visit us at LiteraryScape.com forward slash shop. So, Peyton's only family is his spinster Aunt Ruth and her best friend Tabitha, who was a former slave for Aunt Ruth's family. Tabitha is considered one of the family as she has been Aunt Ruth's friend since childhood and helped her raise Peyton. What were your thoughts on Aunt Ruth and Tabitha, and did you enjoy their banter?
1: I enjoyed their banter. It was funny. I did too. Yeah. They were, yeah. they were, hilarious. and even though, like, she was a former slave, mm-hmm. even on that, she still, like, Tabitha still did the cooking and still wanted to answer the door, like, almost like she couldn't
0: get out of this, the mm-hmm. whole. Servant well, Servant mode. thing, mm-hmm. but um, and she would be upset if, if like Carrie Ann tried to step in and, and answer the door yeah. or anything like that. But I mean,
1: yeah, I enjoyed their friendship. I'm mm-hmm. glad that she stayed on and
0: I love their banter, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they just brought more to the story. I liked, yeah, um, I just absolutely love they're just such a duo, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The two of them. And at first, I was a little leery of them. I wasn't quite sure, because I feel like Tapta can come on pretty strong, and she's very, I don't want to say stern, maybe. She's very opinionated. Yeah. And lets her, you know, her opinions, she lets Mm -hmm. you know what they are. Yeah. Like, how she feels. But in the end, you find out that their banter comes out of their love for one another, so I really did enjoy them. Yeah. they brought a little bit of comedy into tense situations and they always knew how to work their way out of sticky spots, didn't they? Yes. yes. Aunt Ruth was really good about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What was your initial reaction to Mrs. Frances Montague and Miss Lavina Montague? Yeah.
2: Spoiled. The little princesses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not somebody that I would want over for tea. <laughs>
0: I no, know, but I felt I mean, bad because they were like, we have to. Because they, they were Confederate supporters, right? Yeah, they and were. at the time, the Confederate army was.
2: They, at the beginning, yeah, they yeah. were the ones in charge of that
0: town. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I mean, they held, held each other's secrets on things, they mm-hmm. helped each other out that way, but I would not want that lady there. She just, and she treated Tabitha terrible. Oh, yeah. And I, I mm-hmm. just wouldn't want somebody like that over for tea. I'd be yeah. like...
2: And there was something in the background with Aunt Ruth and Frances Montague's husband. Yes. I was trying oh. to pick up on more, too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, I, yeah. I could not have that over for tea. Sorry. No.
0: Uh, no.
2: <laughs> not after you discover
0: their history. Yes. There's so no way. You have a lot more... Um... And then
1: what happened with her husband, and at the end... Who took care of him?
0: Yeah, and like yeah, we won't give those away. No. Yeah, I don't know, like, spoil I mean, it for anyone who hasn't. But you're right. After you learn that, you're like, "There's no way to let that woman in my house."
1: Yeah.
0: So it gives and, Aunt Ruth a little more depth. Than right. You
1: know, Frances and, mm-hmm. and Lavina were too Respect. good to help out with any soldiers or anything. That I came. know. I, I'm not doing that. You know, it's mm-hmm. yeah. So
0: I thought they were hoity-toity women. <laughs> they just can you just like picture them like oh oh, so i don't know
1: and just and seem to be buying dresses new dresses all the time Mm -hmm. for everything and yeah Mm
0: -hmm. very yeah i said i think bless aunt ruth and tabitha for graciously dealing with them yeah all right so Major Vernon Johnston is Colonel Peyton Collier's right-hand man and best friend. What were your thoughts on him?
1: I liked him. I think he really helped Peyton out, mm-hmm. being a a mm-hmm. pastor.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially when he... Was it after Gettysburg? Was that I the battle that he found? Yes. He's just committed his life to Jesus after yeah. that? Because he was kind of a rogue before that, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Had all the ladies and... Like to party and...
1: Aunt Ruth and Tabitha. (laughs) You know, raising them and yes, Mm -hmm. yes.
0: I know they didn't raise him his whole life. I think it was like maybe like 12 12 on. Yeah. They had him. But but his parents weren't really much in his... Like they didn't do anything with them. Mm -mm. They were They were all in the social scene. Yes. I enjoyed Vernon. He had that steady faith in God and he was so committed to his wife. Mm-hmm. And he was just your everyday man of God. And I enjoyed the comfort that he brought to the story yeah. in different situations. Mm-hmm. He's like that um, he
2: a father figure. Type yeah. Like that. So
0: let's talk about Tommy. Don't cry. No, I don't. We don't want to give anything away. But he's a character that brings so much to the story. And in the end, we'll have you crying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your thoughts about Tommy? I loved
1: him. He brought stuff to the story, and I just, you know, his, he was so innocent, so young. Mm -hmm. And I would have enjoyed if he was able to stay in the whole series.
0: Yeah.
1: Oops. But. Well, you're not saying where he goes, okay? So it's okay. um, Yeah, he just. He and that he wanted to join, and he was too young to join. Mm-hmm. But Peyton watched out for him, mm-hmm. and he was more like a, like a messenger, would you say?
0: Kinda. He kind of did yeah. a lot of running for him, running around and stuff, Aaron boy type. Yeah, yeah. And really helped Carrie in Yeah. When like, she when she was at staying at the camp with him for a while. Yes. Yes. Before he could ship her off. I just I immediately fell in love with him and I grew fonder of Peyton for the way he took care of him. Yeah. And his character just brings depth to the other characters in the story, I think, because of the way they interact with him. But He also reminds me of so many young men at school who are looking for a place to belong and to be a man, yet are loyal and have a heart of gold. I just think that's something he was at that tender age and here we're in the middle of a war, a civil war. And he's at that age where it's like, I'm becoming a man and I'm trying to find my place. Where do I belong? And but yet he still kept his like innocent child heart. Yeah, (laughs) I felt like, yeah, I really liked him. All right, so we're going to briefly discuss Elijah, or Eli is what he goes by, Kent, who is Peyton's childhood best friend. They've taken different sides, Eli for the Confederacy, and Peyton is fighting for the Union. They each vowed to look after each other's family if they came across them during the war. What was your reaction to Eli's reaction to Carrie when he and his men took up residence in Aunt Ruth's house?
2: I thought maybe there was going to be something there, too. Like, you know,
0: mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. But then when you read more into the book, it seems like these two boys, best friends, have always been fighting over something. And now it, I thought there was going to be more of a fight at the beginning of Carrie mm-hmm. between the two. But no.
0: I agreed. I thought Peyton was going to have competition. Yeah. With yeah. Eli. And Aunt Ruth thought so, too. Yes. She thought, oh, Peyton's going to have some competition here. Mm-hmm. And, but I was surprised when he walked away. Of course, Aunt Ruth lied she and said, did. like, oh, this is Peyton's fiance. And that's when he was like, you know, I'll be respectful and yeah. kind of walk away. But then I also think Carrie made it pretty clear with her words and actions that she only had eyes for Peyton. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. She wasn't looking for anybody else. So. Did you feel that Peyton and Carrie's love story had a Cinderella quality to it?
2: Yes. Yeah. The rags to riches Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The saving grace kind of thing. Pulled from the bad situation into a better situation.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, once he got a hold of her, she was completely taken care of. Yeah. All the way through the series.
1: Without her knowing about... Yeah, she didn't know he had
0: money or yeah, anything, anything like that when they met. And that's yeah. not
1: what she was after either. I mean,
0: yeah, because she was like basically an indentured servant at that sleazy tavern. That man that ran that, ugh, he gave me the chills. <laughs> ugh. And then it's like he came along, whisked her off her feet, and put her into a world of money and luxury, yeah.
1: and <laughs> and Ruth taught her how to be proper.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. How to be a lady. How to be a lady. She does like call that, him her hero.
1: I like that when in the part where she got mad, stomped up the stairs. And, and Ruth's like, oh, I saw her black stockings. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, she had a lot of work to do with yeah. her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So what is your lasso rating of A Thousand Shall Fall by Andrea Boshar? I give it two lassos. Okay. I mean,
1: it was a good story, but it, the whole war, I mean, I know that's what was around, but trying to get pulled into it and the time period. The time yeah. period was a little, a little harder to get into. Yeah. So. What about you, Tiffany?
2: I'm going to agree with the two lassos, well, just because uh, with some of the other books that we, in comparison to other books that we've read yeah. in our clubs, I mean, like love, love, loved, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this one. I mean, it was an enjoyable read. It it just didn't hit me the way the other, yeah. other ones did. So that's why I'm going to Lasso's. I originally went with two
0: and a half. So pretty close to where you guys were. It hooked me, but then I struggled to remain hooked because it really wasn't uh, until, like I said at the beginning, like you reach the halfway point and then you're like, oh, OK, you're really curious how different. Um, Plots are going to kind of play out. But I did enjoy Peyton and Carrie's love story and then the many emotions that Andrea was able to put her reader through by some of the events that took place. Mm -hmm. One event in particular that really stood out to me, but I won't say it because I don't (laughs) want to spoil anything. So... Thank you for listening to our discussion of Andrea Beauchard's book, A Thousand Chef Fall. Tune in next week as we discuss the second book in her Shenandoah Valley Saga, Too Deep for Words. The last day to sign up for the Shenandoah Valley Sag- Saga giveaway is Thursday, September 1st. We will announce the winner during Friday's episode on September 2nd. If you have signed up for our newsletter, you are already entered to win. For every $5 you spend at our online store at literaryscape.com, you earn an additional entry. If you are a one Lasso patron, you get two additional entries. Two Lasso patrons will receive four additional, additional entries, and three Lasso patrons will receive six additional entries. Our patrons also enjoy discounts at our online store and more, so consider becoming a patron today. Until next time, happy and blessed reading.